Salutations, bonjour, aloha. My name is Bill Joshua Hadley, and uh, you guys know the, the avenue, the street you're on. This is the Unexpected Cosmology. And I'm joined tonight with uh, two friends, Nephilim Hunter and John Q. Adams. I've had the pleasure of meeting both Nephilim Hunter and John Q. Adams in person. And I, I won't say where I met them. Uh, someplace on this motionless plane, I have, uh, I have met the two of them. And well, I'll, I'll go ahead and give, hopefully Nephilim Hunter won't mind. He actually came to my house uh, Passover this year. And he's, he's come over many, many times. And he's a, both he and John Q are gentle, kind souls and uh, very, very humble people. I love talking to them, being in conversations with them. Now, we're talking tonight about QAnon or QAnon. And it was probably back in the spring of 2020. I think it was February. And that uh, the big uh, psychodrama was happening across the earth. You guys know what that was. Uh, it had to do with Dr. Fossey and so on and so forth. And I was really getting into QAnon back then. Uh, research. I spent like an entire, just, I remember one week. Like if I spent a whole week, just night and day looking into something, I'm really getting serious about it. And I started looking into a lot of the QAnon stuff and then just passionately talking to my wife about it. And then at the end of it, I kind of walked away and I'm like, eh, not, not really into it. And I will give some of those reservations, maybe talk about it a little bit later on. And uh, on this channel, uh, on this website, The Unexpected Cosmology, I have not talked about QAnon much. Um, and John Q, I don't even remember the first time he came to this channel. Uh, it was a little over a year ago. And he's been writing some articles uh, uh, here, uh, publishing them here, uh, called Q plus the Millennial Kingdom. And uh, some great stuff. And we finally agreed to to give him his own like a uh, his own chat room in here, uh, just discussing QAnon. And it finally came to this Passover when Nephilim Hunter came over to my house, and we were talking right into the night. And he was wondering where I was at on on the whole Q situation. And you know, I wasn't completely kind to it. I had a lot of reservations. And he started saying some things that I had to kind of like, kind of, uh, kind of fall back and kind of on some of my points and go, you know what, I, I kind of succeed there. I, on those points, I think you're right. And I, I started finding that I had way more in common uh, with, I don't want to give a percentage. I don't know if it's 90%, 95%, 99%, 75%. I don't know what it is. But I have way more in common and agree with way more of, of the points of what QAnon is pushing than, uh, than I don't. And so I was really excited to uh, try to get John Q. Adams and Nephilim Nephilim Hunter on here. Uh, I called them up immediately or texted them and be like, hey, we got to do we got to do a talk and the three of us together. Um, and so here we are. So here, here's, the, here's the point I want to bring up before I bring them on. There has been undoubtedly, undoubtedly, hands down, a great awakening taking place. For those of you who um, have been in the truther realm for a great long while versus those who are new to it, okay? Those, who, those of you who have been in a great long while, you're going to probably understand what I'm saying here, that every several years it's a generational thing maybe but every several years there's a changing of the guard and a new class of people come in talking about things that 
it, like it just it blows everything out of the water. And the people like from seven to 10 to 15, 20 years, people have been in a long time. Some people, they get so stuck on what they were talking about back then. They can't, they can't move on. And there has been a great awakening here with the QAn QAnon movements. And I can't deny that. I've seen more people waking up over the last uh, few years than at any other time. And so it's been an incredible behold. I want to bring you guys on. And this is a great segue because we're going to be talking, hopefully tonight we're going to work the conversation into how uh, the Malayo Kingdom of the Short Season works together with QAnon. That's where the two of you come in. So in one minute, uh, just one minute without, you know, writing a college textbook, uh, if you guys can, you guys can do it together, explain to me or explain to everyone listening, what is QAnon in one minute? You or Josh, John G. Adams, you want me to go first or you, you want to do it? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, go for it. Q, Q to me is really brief to just try to give it a, a brief, fast summary. It, to me, Q is a military operation and military communications. Um, a few drop are possible for not only the military themselves communicating, but also to confirm us the public that certain aspects in this war that we're in right now that to confirm that it is happening and also to give us hope so that we can link up this news these drops to current news and then figure that out um personally that cue is trump and lynn wood and that's what i feel now anything that i tell you guys about cue tonight take this just research that on your own nothing i'm saying is um, as far as is it written and hard, you know, in stone? This is what I feel. Um, and through the uh, the last couple years, from watching our election stolen on on that night of 2020, and I've not watched one day of news since then, one day of mainstream news. It's not. I've not even entertained it. Um, I've 100% me. What I believe is that true is Trump and the wood, and now, and then Q. Um, on post 60 and drop 60 we'll have the full picture okay and now you you of, mentioned yeah. you mentioned lynn wood and i want to talk about him but before i do so uh just to give a better picture of who lynn wood is and what his part is in this uh john q over to you you got like one minute to uh tell me what is what does q mean to you or what is q and on yeah Q is a military uh, information dissemination operation. Um, it's designed to, um, one, uh, create a digital army of digital, a digital army that will um, dig and expose the truth to go around the mainstream media, the Mockingbird media, which, is, which are gatekeepers. So create, step one, create a digital army. Uh, that will dig relentlessly in pursuit of the truth and then get that information out there on all platforms. Uh, step two, the, that will lead to a great awakening. Uh, the people will um, become aware of what's the truth, what's really going on in this world, and will um, rise up to, you know, take back uh, their power um, that is rightfully theirs per divine law. And then three, um, there is uh, operations that are going on behind the scenes, things that only the military can do. We as, uh, you know, 
everyday people don't have certain capabilities when it comes to um, being able to remove evil, evil, sick people from the face of this earth. And that's the third part of this. Uh, it's a uh, uh, military operation behind the scenes, a, a worldwide military operation. And um, you provides us some some insight into some of those uh, goings-ons. Now, just to, for clarification purposes, would you both agree if I said that Q is a, it's Intel, but there is Intel versus Intel. Like there is deep state Intel, the, the, the bad guys. And then there is, when we talk about the white hats, they're a, they're a group of, of people working against the, the cabal. Would you say that's accurate? Yes, that that is accurate. Um, it would it would be a group of people within. I would say within the, uh, the the defense intelligence agency or military intelligence, um, as opposed to like you know CIA or or something like that. Okay, now Nephilim Hunter, you had you had brought up Lynn Wood, and here is my understanding on Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood. Uh, in 2020, claimed that Trump won the presidency by 70% of the vote, if I'm not mistaken, according to Lynn Wood. Um, he claimed that the cabal, a, there was a conspiracy of a cabal of communist foreign intel, I think from China. Uh, it was one of them, there might have been more, but he included China in there. And what we would call rhino Republicans, that they basically got together to steal the election. Uh, he included Georgia Governor Brian Kemp in there and Secretary of State Brad, um, if, if I can pronounce his name right, uh, Raffens, Raffensberger, uh, that they were implicated as uh, those who were stealing the election. And um, one comment by Wood has VP, if, I think, maybe I'm getting the wrong information. This is for why you guys are here for the conversation. Uh, he impl impl implicated that Vice President Mike Pence under Trump uh, should will be facing a firing squad. I mean, it was kind of a maybe an offhanded comment about his involvement and uh, Senator Majority Mitch McConnell. So, tell me, tell me about uh, Lynn Wood, where he comes into this. Um, so uh, it was shortly after before we lost you know the the election was stolen i should say before it was stolen um i discovered lynn wood on i think it was parlor um and I've been following him uh watching uh his fireside fireside chats at the time uh given uh, a lot of um information behind the scenes um woods a, a you know really um well attorney genius this guy is amazing. He knows the words that he chooses to a T. He, he's very, very smart. I mean, um, just looking at uh, who he's represented in the past, like Richard Jewell, um, the John Bennett Ramsey case. Uh, he's, you know, everything that he's done, if you look at his, his life work, it's been good to bring down the three-letter agencies, to bring down deep state actors. Um, and he not only portrays that in, in his daily activities in life, but he also continues to scripture on his Telegram channel. Um, True Social, Telegram more than True Social, but he, do, he is on True Social as well. 
but everything that if you look at what Lynn is, has been telling us, it it either it, it it already has happened or it is happening, and um, you can just gather if you just follow what he's saying. There's uh, truth in what he's saying. He's opening you know tons of people's eyes. It, go, it goes along with the Q drops. It goes along with the Great Awakening, um, and the whole um, just to kind of as far as you know um when the way he, way he drops the information um in exposing deep state actors uh rhino republicans whoever it may be he does it in a way that is uh, it, it you know it ignites your um, curiosity and wants you to actually research it on your own to dig in and find out the dirt on these politicians that are dirty um, and basically um, this is it up it, it's like what john q was saying the the whole thing about q is to literally bring down cabal it's the luciferian aspects of it the freemasonry that's involved with it um lynn will continually post about secret societies and freemasonry how it is infiltrated our, our nation and how that tied within with the secret societies um there you know um these puppet actors in place uh which you know that's another topic that i, I think that we'll probably end up talking about tonight with the, the the actors um but that are in place this whole this whole q operation that i feel Linwood is in you know in with q with trump um their job is to wake everybody up um get the truth out as far as who these people are what they're doing and how evil this is and it's going to be stuff this e the evil that is going on that they're exposing and will expose is going to be stuff that people aren't going to want to watch they're not going to want to hear it um as far as the child sex trafficking the human sex trafficking the um satanic sacrifices that are going on with with children and uh Knowing that's been taking place that enables these the deep state to have the foothold to have that control over politicians, um, and then thus controlling them and controlling our country. Uh, that he was about is to bring about the truth about what's going on with our politicians and how um, Freemasons, Satanists are controlling our country what they're doing in the tunnels what they're doing with the, the children um it's all about exposing them and bringing that to light so that everyone can can be like you know wow this is i you know it's going to open everyone's eyes force everyone um and through this whole experience personally um you know it's, everything has been so dark every you can we can everyone i'm sure would agree that's even listening tonight our country is gone. It's like it's beyond like fixable at this point. It's got to be got to start from scratch. It's got to be leveled. And it's these deep state players, this all that's running our country now has got to be taken out by its roots. Got to start yeah. from scratch. And what you just said, uh, what Nephilim Hunter just said, he said something very similar uh, when he was over at my house that actually really started to turn my opinion to 
I guess, be more in support of QAnon. And the reason why is I have I have my my reservations, my concerns, things that I think are happening, that that I come to different conclusions with Nephilim Hunter and John Q Adams. But what he was just saying there about the Q is is showing people how evil and sick, you know, and sadistic these elite rulers, controllers truly are. And it any government, because justice is justice. All right. Like, I'll give you guys a quick example. This isn't you. You, you know, we can argue lesser two evils. Would you guys rather live under a government that allows us to meet on Discord, YouTube, places like that, and be able to have these conversations, or would you rather live under a government that doesn't? Right. I would rather live under a government that does. That being said, I would like to live in a government that outlaws abortion, the murder of babies. I would like a deliverer government that exposes all the, the pedophilia and the satanic you know, practices and just the sick, disgusting things. So that being said, if uh, Q QAnon, uh, if these guys happen to win the day and they are who they say they are, even if they're not who they say they are, even if they are a uh, different side of the flip of the coin is kind of more my opinion, uh, if they lead us into a, uh, if they lead the American society as well as the worldwide society into these things by bringing out more justice and uh, I would say righteous behavior, then then I'm all for it. They have my vote in the, in those sense. So, John Q, over to you. Tell tell me your thoughts on Linwood before we um, move on. Yeah. Um, so. You know, Lynn Wood is definitely speaks truth to power, you could say. Um, you know, not only is he called out Vice President Pence, he's also called out Chief Justice Roberts. Um, there's a he 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 doesn't pull any punches. Um I haven't I haven't probably, you know, done a lot of looking into Lynn Wood's background as much as as Neff has. Um but yeah, he, he definitely, you know, seems to be involved somehow. Um, and remember, uh, we were talking about um, PSYOPs. He was definitely a PSYOP. I'm not going to say that, that the Q operation is not a PSYOP. It's absolutely a PSYOP. Uh, we're in a war of PSYOPs. It's a, you know, we're, we're we have to kind of, you know, the, I would think the way the military is seeing it is they have to fight fire with fire so it's a counter psyop a counterinsurgency so to speak and yeah it is about rooting out corruption at at the at all levels um from all the way from the very top down to and exposing it down to your local pulpit and school board and what have we seen we've seen not only the corruption at the at high levels being exposed we've seen what's going on in our school boards what's going on in our local pulpits um that's being exposed for everyone to see and the way you guys are describing this, also, I, I, when I started looking into QAnon a few years back, I, I was seeing a lot of um, like false assumptions or you know uh, just uh, people. It seemed like the people I was encountering in the movement they were treating Q like a crystal ball, like. Q is going to tell you these things and they're going to happen in this way. Um, but I can I can respect something more of like these are people, Intel that are, you know, they are working behind the scenes to try to bring about a certain uh, effect. Now, 
General General Flynn. Let's talk about this guy. What is his connection to uh, QAnon? Now, I did see a lot of people have been talking about him. I did happen to see the very strange prayer uh, that he was praying. Apparently, contextually, uh, what I was what I was seeing, he I didn't see the part where he mentioned Michael, the archangel. Um, apparently, that was the context. I don't really know. But the thing that really nabs a lot of people's attention is when he was talking about the sevenfold rays of light. Now, I will say that so General Flynn, he's up there. He's talking to this whole congregation, and it's not just not just that he's praying. He's he's actually saying these lines and having everybody repeat it. That's what I was finding a little bit eerie about it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the sevenfold rays that come straight out of theosophy, and these sevenfold rays are like they're how how would I I, I was say, writing down in my notes here. They're like these uh, spirit matter wave particle uh, life light substances that compose the created universe, these, according to theosophy, these seven rays of, uh, of light. And uh, so, General Flynn, you guys jump in. Tell me about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's the, the Q community is very, very divided on General Flynn. And I think you're, um, and which, which this is, this is what I, you know, this tells me that this is a good thing that we don't all just agree. We're not just all, you know, in a, in a, um, a box, an echo chamber. Right. So, um, general Flynn is one of those things where you're going to find very differing opinions on him. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, when it comes to general Flynn myself, I'm like, I'm sitting on, you know, taking a back seat, watching what's going on, eating popcorn. I haven't made up my mind what I think about him. Uh, he's done some good things, and he's done some, like, you know, that prayer, right? right that, that's kind of a, a very, you know, red flag moment. Um, now, General Flynn is very much, is talked about very much in the Q-drops. General Flynn is, you know, very much supported by President Trump. Um, General Flynn comes from the intelligence community, uh, uh, specifically the military intelligence community. He, you know, he ran the show over there for for a long time. Uh, so the the Q operation is exactly the kind of thing that you would expect Flynn would have been involved in. Um. So yeah, this again, this is very much so a psychological warfare and so you're gonna see games being played by by both the players by necessity have to kind of keep each side guessing as to where their true loyalty is that's kind of one thing that i've learned to recognize um you know if if he has some sort of role still to play um, he's got to kind of maintain, you know, some sort of appearances that, that, that could be that, or, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know where, where he's at. I'm sure Neff can probably give, give some more info, but that's kind of my two cents. Definitely. Yeah. Over to you. What are your thoughts? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm just going to straight, just shoot it straight here with, um, I think Flynn, I think my Flynn is a traitor. I think that he is um, 
I think there's a reason that Trump only gave him a partial pardon. I think that, you know, is it part of the whole PSYOP thing to, it's anything's possible, right? But personally, I think that the way that Lynn Wood has dropped so much truth about Mike Flynn, I think that he's a mask. I think that they've already taken him out. Uh, I think they made that evident with and that we saw on uh, giving the seven ray prayer in front of the congregation, leading the hundreds to pray to fallen angels in these seven days. I think that gives us insight to who, I think the White has insight to who and what kind of character Mike Flynn actually was. And I think that, um, out, like when you were just talking about the seven rays, when you actually look into that, and um, what those seven rays are based off of, and the Freemasonry that's behind it. There's a books that uh, that dive into that seven ray garbage, that satanic garbage that Mike Flynn tricked a congregation of hundreds of people into praying to. Um, when people questioned Mike Flynn about it, he tried to, you know, he tried to pass it off. Oh. Well, I, it was just a prayer in my pocket. I didn't really know, what, you know, what it was about. And I mean, it's all on video. You can watch his, you know, you can watch the prayer. And there's no way that this was done unintentionally. Um, and if if you just read, if you look into some of the seven ray, the foundation of the seven ray stuff is taken from. Uh, off some of the books now um the masonic uh, initiation by william william wilmhurst in human of in solar by alice bailey is on the christ by david spangler so the christ and the masters of wisdom by benjamin Krim. lost keys of the freemasonry by manly hall the externalization of the hierarchy by alice bailey um those are just like some books there that you can see what the seven garbage is about. Those are satanic books. Don't even, you know, I'm just trying to give a reference here to what and how deep this, this goes, right? And there, I think that, honestly, I think that they already took Mike Flynn out. The CIA has using hyper-realistic silicone masks for decades. I think that that's the whole Q operation now is that I think, you know, Depending on you know the people that are listening tonight, how how much they've looked into the background of um, in, of Q and the, the the possibility of using masks and CGI and um, and what's actually taking place, I think that Mike Flynn's another mask is what I refer to him as. I so think there are, yeah, <laughs> his pro, his pronouns are was were. Uh, and I was going to point that out. You mentioned uh, you mentioned General Flynn as was. And so this really, I, I was really getting into this when we were talking about this over at my house and you were talking about the masks and how uh, Tucker Carlson was a, a mask. And, and and some of the others you had proposed was Elon Musk and, um, and Joe Biden, interestingly yes. enough. Now, so I, I actually like Tucker Carlson. And ever since we had the discussion, of course, a lot has happened to Tucker Carlson. And um, it, it, I was pointing out to you that the thing that, you know, you had said that you had stopped watching media since 
the the election was stolen. It's interesting that I haven't watched the media for years, and I just started watching it uh, recently. And part of that is because I have a baby daughter, and I'm just like sitting there, like, what do I do with her? Well, I guess I'll turn on the TV and see what they're saying. And I'm just blown away. I was telling you, I was blown away by the things that Tucker Carlson is saying. I'm like, you're not supposed to say stuff like that. You're not supposed to talk about chemtrails and the, the reptilians and, you know, the people dying suddenly. Like, what is going on with this guy? And so ever since you mentioned he was a mask, I, I get my, my wife from the TV and I'm like, tell me that guy doesn't look like a robot. <laughs> and uh, just quick, quick background here for everyone. Uh, it's probably been about 15 years now. Uh, my wife, Sarah, and I, we went to a demonstration at, at Disneyland, of all places, in Tomorrowland. They, they brought out on stage there a robot. And so this is about 15 years ago. And they said that this robot was about 20 years old technology. And so we're looking at about 35-year-old technology now. And this robot came out, and it was shocking, disturbing on so many levels that you know the way it would talk back and it would you know order pizza and walk up the stairs and you know i was just waiting for it to like pick up a gun and go shoot some you know the owner while they slept or something like that so i'm watching tucker carlson i'm like this guy looks like an animatronic and then of course they you know they recall him you know back because he like had short circuit or something like that so um yeah tell me guys about the the mask yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's in a way <laughs> Yeah, and and I, you know, I'll, I'll drop this in 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 this in chat. I could definitely see absolutely that the Flynn that we see now is a mask, and one of his, an actor, one of his roles, and and I would say he would be a white hat actor. And based and the reason I say that is what I just put in chat here. Um, this is kind of one of the ways that that Trump likes to communicate. Like nothing, nothing that Trump does is is everything has meaning. And, and Q, in fact, has taught us everything has a meaning. So we have we have here, you know, Vernon Jones and Trump, and there's a black hat in, behind him on that table. And the same same table with the Flynn that we see today, uh, who I could absolutely agree is an actor that's replaced the real one, and that he's just now he's starting to try to, you know, expose uh, who the real one was, and 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 where that comes in is um uh some people were some people were given a, a deal if they turned on others that were higher up and that basically what that deal was is um you get to uh live out your life in prison but you're gonna have you're gonna be on a very short lease and you're gonna do everything that we tell you you're gonna do and uh you know the moment you mess up um deals over and you know the leash is you know yanked back um so so flynn though flynn and, and others maybe were not given a deal and they were they were executed and they and and they were replaced by an actor or an actress and i you know flynn could be one of those people um and so now it's the actor or actress's job to expose who that person really was and uh biden is I mean, you can compare, you can compare the ears, you can compare uh, every all, all of his facial features. They try to say, oh, it was, you know, uh, a facelift or something. Yeah, no, that you can, there's different actors with Biden. There's been, you can see that at one point, uh, 
there's a video of, of Biden talking and he's sounding very hoarse, but he's sounding exactly like, um, uh, oh shoot. What's his name? Uh, from, uh, from oceans, oceans 11, the main, George, the main Clooney. George Clooney. Yes. I, identical to George Clooney. Right. Like what's going and That's, that's the same video where he's, he's not blinking. It's very weird. Um, I'm sure many of you remember that there's been, there's been, from what I can see, maybe three or four different actors playing Joe Biden. Too bad they can't have Martin Sheen play Joe Biden since he's already played the president. Um, I have seen the footage of Joe Biden where it's like clearly like like a digital. I mean, like his yeah. hand goes through the microphone. And I was about to do that, but then I would knock my microphone over inside of me. Um, and I, what I have not seen is the apparently the footage, and maybe you guys have, where like you can see on his neck uh like it looks like a like a mask you can rip off have you have you guys seen that footage yes yep absolutely yeah yeah i don't want to just make it up i mean i've i've heard that on the you know the, the rumor mill that it's out there i haven't seen it yeah um i i i can i can actually i have it i'll pop it in the chat here uh there's and, i got uh, yeah i don't want to cut you off I okay. jump in with with Biden uh, with the the people that say oh he had plastic surgery and does that plastic surgery then include on you know the earlobe attaching and reattaching and and deattaching because on Monday it will be attached and then on Tuesday it's deattached and then on Wednesday it's attached again so it's not a plastic surgery that's going on I mean you can you can see that depending on who the actor is and what mask they're wearing it's showing you different they're they're showing you they're showing us that this is not a real person and depending on the situation if it's going to be if it's televised that's going to be you know there's going to be cgi involved obviously so a live he's out and you know public eye um that's they, they bring in the, the actor and the mask and uh depending on who that actor and mask is at that given day you find the earlobe attached on Monday or deattached on, on Wednesday or whatever the case may be. That's why it's always different. That's why you can see, like, Noel, what you were just mentioning with the, the neckline um, so prevalent. You can see the chin and neckline in these different masks. It's hilarious if you really think about it that it's so right in your face. People are I've just seen, oblivious to it. I've seen the footage, too, where he's, like, walking from a helicopter. He looks like a total cartoon. It doesn't even look real. And like all these photographers are out there taking this picture and I'm, and I'm looking at this going, are they even taking a picture of anybody? Cause this, uh, but then it, the, the Biden administration as a whole, I mean, we've all seen where he's taken the, 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 the prick, the, uh, the juice uh, prick in like a, it's, it's the oval office, but it's on a stage. It's not even the oval office. Like the whole, it's the whole thing. is just weird. It's the weirdest administration I've ever, you know, read or experienced in my lifetime. Dessert. So Elon Musk, okay, so you guys believe that he is a, a mask as well. Is he dead? Is he in prison? What happened to Elon <laughs> Musk? Anybody's guess. I think that, you know, I think that there, Elon's one of those characters that if you dive into his history of a person, it's evil. It's It's like there's lots of like criminal activity and things of that nature that most likely took place. Um, 
he was not a, a good guy. That's why if you look at his profile pic on, on, on Twitter, you can see Baphomet on his jacket, right? And um, wearing different things like New World Order. Um, I think he's completely 100% white hat controlled masked actor. Um, and, and even, I, and I, I, John Q, a couple uh, of his tweets recently, Elon, um, out of nowhere, he, he tweets out checkmate. And that's like a famous Q drop. And then he, and then just after that, he, he tweeted out a brave new world, another Q drop. And it's, um, the, the, the things that he's done. And then he just, and he just sent up his rocket blowing up into the firmament. I mean, it's, um, it's, there's so much stuff going on that it's, it's, I, I feel that it's obviously, you know, white hat military. When I, when I say white hat, I'm referring to military and not, you know, wizards or something that, you know, or new age stuff that some people might say. And that's another thing about a lot of people think Q is like new age or a cult. And that's the furthest thing from it of what this is about. It's not about any kind of new age thing. It's, it, this is literally military, military operation. When you look at it through that lens, it, things start to fall into place and you, it, it gives you a better understanding of what's going on. Now, yeah. Now and, the, and they're the, operating by the military law of war. So the military law of war manual um the q drops reference that they, they they never actually stay they never state the words the phrase or you know the military law of war manual but they reference like 11.4 11.8 11.3 and anons have figured out that that he's talking about sections in in, in the military law of war manual and it, it's everyone should read that it's it was re it was rewritten in 2015 um and it sheds a lot of light on what's going on now and how you know what you would expect to see in a um a military occupation of a of a foreign uh nation state there's a lot of, of, we still want to cover it tonight and the night's moving on before we move away from elon musk so the the rocket just exploded I, that happened the last couple of days i think and I've been a little bit out of touch with the news. Uh, but I remember it was, I think it was his other rocket. It was 2018, I think it was, uh, probably spring of 2018. And I actually flew back to California with my wife. We're in Long Beach, California. We went to um, California Pizza uh, Kitchen, I think it was. Um, and when the the rocket, like it, it brushed up against the the firmament and it made that huge like wave ripple that kind of freaked everyone out i think that was his as well but anyways nephilim hunter you were just you texted me last week that he tweeted uh, checkmate and you didn't give me an explanation on that what does that mean it's literally i think it was just code that we're we're that q and the military are at the end stage of this i think that things are and if you look at what's going on in the world with you know russia ukraine which Russia is the good guy, um, China, Taiwan, which China is the good guy. And, you know, Ukraine and Taiwan have the bioweapon labs. Um, that's why the whole thing is going in. The militaries are going in. They're, you know, they're destroying these bioweapon labs. So the deep state doesn't have the control and uh, power over unleashing that garbage, whatever it may be. It's, you know, a chemical warfare, or, you know, whatever the front page headline would be. There's something going on where they have some kind of poison there, whether it's biological or chemical or whatever it may be. That's what my feelings are. What's going on with the 
this, you know, the war on the, on, on the top level. Um, but just to, you know, yeah, just to, um, just to try to, uh, wrap that together. It's, um, with the whole checkmate thing, it's, I think that it is now they're, they're telling us literally that, okay, we're, we're, we, we won just like in a game, you know, that they won now the enemy, you know, it, maybe the enemy's just procrastinating or maybe they're just wrapping some finalities up. But I think that we're here. I think that literally, you know, things could be wrapping up at any point. I, John, no. you, I, yeah. Yeah, it ties in is, with... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was going to ask you how much time we have left. Now, that's always a dangerous question because you know how all wars, they always say like, we'll have the troops home by Christmas and then five years later, right, cities are still burning down. But what... If what kind of timeline are we looking at here in your estimation? Before there's tribunals, there's I mean, you know, publicly public expositions as to the crimes people committed. What are we looking at? It it all it all depends on on how how long it takes for a large enough majority of, the, of people to wake up up to what our is going on in this world and what their controllers have been doing for for centuries um before we can see any of that like if if people just were, a, were presented with a... yeah it is it is if people were just presented with the truth like boom you know there's some sort of e, you know EBS and everyone was forced to watch like these you know trials and executions and all the evidence is presented about everything that's gone on people would there would be literally thousands of people dying from shock imagine if you woke up you're normie you wake up in the morning and all of your favorite celebrities and all of your favorite politicians and all of your favorite sports stars you find out that they are sick sick people like and and that's not you know that's not even the half of it like un, un, unfortunately that's i think that's that's what we're looking at now, I, I, I do agree with you, John Q. Now, Nephilimander, you're, it seems like maybe you guys have uh, varying opinions here because you're under, you would say that we're coming up on tribunals, correct? I think that anything at this point. Um, tomorrow or it could be at the end of the year. Um, the funny thing is I, I, I thought, you know, at the, uh, Biden's fake inauguration, I thought that the military would step in and stop it. And then after each, you know, each year, you know, Christmas would come around or something like that. And I'd, I'd, I'd think that, okay, this is going to happen now. I, it's kind of to the point where, like John Key was saying, I think it's a matter of not only the um, waking up, uh, but I think waiting for something else to sync up event-wise, whether that's something celestial um, or if it's something where they're waiting for the war to trigger and whether or not you know that you can look at that different in different aspects um there's so many different categories of you know of talk that this go, could go down with you know nukes and everything but as far as at when this could transpire i think it could happen at any point i think it could happen tomorrow i think it could happen by the end of the year all is that i can i can tell you like wise of what i feel and i feel obviously we're closer than we've ever been because it hasn't happened yet but it's that I just have a feeling it honestly happen at any point, but I think they're waiting for some kind of event to trigger and sync um, up where it will, everything kind of correlates together. Uh, and we're obviously here, we're closer than we ever have been at this point. So 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I now obviously see my understanding of of human behavior is that I think that if they were to next month, next week, next month, whatever, even by the end of the year, basically come out and say, "Here are, is everybody's crimes. We're going to try them," you know, and people would rebel. Human nature is to rebel. In fact, that's one of the things Paul says in Romans that. Uh, I think in chapter five, that wherever the Torah is, that sin increases, right? Because people, you know, rebel against it, right? It actually caused more, more sin. Um, and so it, I think my, my suggestion on this, if I were king of the world, Noel Joshua Hadley, and I'm calling the shots, and I'm like, how do I cause the people to wake up and not get assassinated? I'd probably get assassinated for this, but I would just, I would prove that there's a firmament. I would just say, look, everybody, here, I'm coming out. Here's declassified documents. Here's video proof. You know, we'll send, brought, we'll send anything you want up. We'll prove it. Boom. That would just start waking. People would flip out, yes, but it would start the wake-up process really quickly. Okay. Now, there's a, one of the things you guys had pointed out to me you guys want to talk about tonight was cue references in movies. Now, I'm not exactly sure where you're going with this. Uh, but you would you would mention up a you'd mention a few like uh, let's see Atlas Shrugged, uh, uh, Fringe. I had I haven't seen either one of those movies. Just so you know, you mentioned the Batman trilogy. I, I'm assuming you mean the Christopher Nolan films. Um, yeah, the recent the recent Batman trilogy with uh, yeah uh, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be interested to hear about those. And I know that uh, I did a lot of film analysis back, you know, I used to do a lot of film analysis, and those are clearly post 9-11 Bush era uh, movies, and as well as the uh, the, the whole Wall Street um, uh, protests and everything. But uh, I was thinking of the new The Batman movie that came out like a year ago, which was very, in my opinion, very QAnon, where you had the Riddler was a basically a quote unquote truther here i'm not flashing gang signs and you're a little funnier quotes uh and he's going around exposing the evil elite and it, he's bringing in these these internet truthers to help him commit his crimes to kill and assassinate these people to me it felt like hollywood's coming on saying this is what the QAnon people are trying to do and they're the evil ones uh it yeah. was kind of interesting because uh to give away the plot for anyone who hasn't seen it is that Bruce Wayne, AKA Batman finds that his father, Thomas Wayne was actually one of these evil elites and that he actually had someone murdered and Batman who is trying to bring about justice through fear uh, has to deal with the fact that is he a hypocrite because his, his own money, his riches come from a very, he's a part of the cabal. And so it was a fascinating, um, uh, perspective from the anti, you know, from the from the elite telling us the Riddler, this is QAnon. At least that's my my take on it. So I'd like to hear you guys' take on some of these movies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and and I, definitely that that also is um, the one you just talked about, the most recent Batman. Yeah, I would say you're probably right on point with that. The reason I wanted to, I wanted to bring up the Batman trilogy is. Go back and watch the Batman trilogy now and tell me how many connections and how many parallels or analogies you can draw in the Batman trilogy to uh, Bruce Wayne and Donald Trump since he emerged on the political scene. 
um, and you'll you'll just you'll start seeing all kinds of connections going on there. Um, Give me a few of them. Okay, um, so uh, let's see. Um, I'm not I'm not seeing it yet. I'm not I'm not saying yeah. I don't believe it. I just don't see it yet. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, for one, he had to uh, he had to for one. Well, an obvious easy connection is you know they're both rich men. The other connect, another connection is uh, Batman had to, uh, in order to save, in the end, in order to save the the, the city, he had to actually, you know, go away, disappear, step out, step back, right? He had to kind of relinquish his control over it, uh, and that's exactly yeah, he, what. Yeah, and he became like a like a symbol, right? Like an emblem, and the, yes. the, with the the whole revealing of the statue in the third one, and yeah, and right. Yeah, the, so the movement he cre he created a movement. Yes, he created a movement. That's that's kind of what President Trump has done. He's he's in at least publicly in 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 the mainstream. He has stepped he stepped down. You know, he did not. Uh, everyone everyone was like, he's Trump is gonna you know uh, you know bring in the military and you know establish himself you know it's gonna be a coup right that, that was the whole thing after january like january 6th it was, it was gonna be a coup and and uh but no president trump didn't know he he stepped down it appeared to just relinquish uh control of the presidency to uh the real um coup that's what it appears but when you start diving into that you're gonna see that um maybe he didn't really do that well i've always been uh, Nephilim Hunter, I don't know if you have any take on these movies. I've always been really fascinated with the Mission Impossible movies. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, kind of a superficial spy versus spy thing, you know, amongst, you know, elite society. It, kind of a, I've always liked them better than the James Bond films, by the way. Now, and it, it's actually one of the most um, uh, glass half empty. Uh, narratives most people don't realize in the first Mission Impossible film I think it came out like 1995 uh, there was a of course Tom Cruise who plays Ethan Hunt um, he he finds out that uh, Jim Phelps who is the leader of his IMF team is actually the bad guy and in, in he finally has to take him out and the ending of the film Tom Cruise is sitting there in his seat and then he is the new Jim Phelps and it's actually telling you like uh, that the theme of these movies is that these uh, these spy agencies, according to this universe, only exist uh, to to take out their own. They create the bad guys, and then they have to keep taking them out, taking them out, taking them out. And eventually, uh, as the dominoes fall, Tom Cruise will become the bad guy. Now, what's interesting is that they're coming out with the the, the new final two part movie starting the summer. And for those of you who have seen the trailer. The guy, uh, the character named by Eugene Kittredge comes back. He was in the first film. He was the guy who spoke on the the, the tape that would self-destruct. You know, this is your mission if you choose to accept it. And he disappeared. Well, he's back now, and it makes it out like he has ditched IMF. This is the actual um, saying. I think this ties in with the whole QAnon thing. I, this is his actual saying in the trailer. I was watching this earlier today. I wrote this down. He says, he says to Tom Cruise, your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts of right and wrong for everyone for centuries to come. You're fighting to save an ideal that doesn't exist. 
Never did you, um, uh, never did you need to pick a side. And so the idea is, is that like Tom Cruise, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they frame this because this IMF is like, he's fighting for the elite, for the elite society, right? For all the, the, the whole, the whole cabal. He's fighting to keep that system in place. And now you're, you're, it looks like all the bad guys that have been defecting, like they're the ones that are, uh, you know, trying to expose the evils of what he's trying to protect. So it, it'll be interesting. Anyways, uh, Nephilim Hunter, do you have anything to throw in here? Yeah, um, actually, and to, to tie in the movies and uh, or TV shows that I wanted to kind of bring up briefly, I wanted just to take a step back and just talk about Looking Glass because it will tie into it. And that's a um, thing of, of what, what Q refers to as Looking Glass. It's in Drop 9 and, and Drop 3585. Um, there's all kinds of um, conjecture and and uh ideas of what you know looking glass what they refer um and you know i have some ideas along with you know lots of other people um and i think that you know a few of those would involve um time travel projection quantum computing uh maybe even something to do with yush and the saints possibly after the millennial reign um but i think that it's probably most likely um what what q is referring to as looking glass uh would come down to technology and um, be whether it's time travel aspects or actually looking into something to see an outcome, whether it's quantum computing or if it's something that would be uh, an actual device um, that, you know, a screw say that with whatever tech they're using uh, enables look into and see not occult wise, as far as like a technology aspects of things and seeing, you know, and maybe that in conjunction with quantum computing, whatever the case may be, there are kinds of ideas of what looking glass is, um, what they're talking about. I think that, and this goes hand in hand. And the reason I bring this up is because this goes hand in hand with, um, Donald Trump's uncle, right? His name was John Trump. Uh, John Trump, he was a genius. He's an electrical engineer, inventor, physicist, uh, professor at MIT from 1906 to 1973. Well, anyways, he was called in uh, by the FBI after Tesla's death in 1943. The FBI called him in um, dealing with uh, what was considered alien property custodian uh, to seize Tesla's belongings and find out if there is, you know, any kind of danger, you know, any kind of uh, national security aspects of that. Um, John Trump was called in to analyze um, documents, artifacts, things of that nature. And that was Trump's uncle, right? And so you're kind of like, well, take him back. Even when I found that, I was like, what the heck is this about? Um, it's when I like wonder, like, okay, what is um how are they these q drops of information and then it's linking up with current news that you know they some kind of drop of information that happened you know four years ago ended up news that came out yesterday how are they doing this right and so that kind of goes hand in hand with looking glass and what this what they're doing what is this um what is this tech or whatever they're doing 
to link up these uh, Q drops to news, current news that's just breaking. Um, and so when the reason I bring that kind of stuff up is that I think that they've been, whether programming or Easter eggs or whatever the case may be that they're dropping information or hints in different movies, um, a couple things, a couple, you know, a few different movies that I wanted to bring up when I think that this is just bizarre when it comes to look pass and time travel um, or whatever they're doing. Uh, one of the things that I, you know, I felt was very strange was um, Avengers Endgame, right? Um, when they showed um, Strange, Doctor Strange, I think that, that they were trying to show us that that was Tesla. I think that when they showed Iron Man, that was Trump. And, um, and he asks, uh, strange, he's like, you know, and he, he, he asks them there, like, how are we going to beat Thanos and, you know, beat this evil? How, you know, how many ways are there? And, uh, I, you know, he, or he, they ask him how many ways, how many possible answers they, he, he saw and strange, uh, replies, he saw 14 million, 605. And, um, and then Iron Man's like, well, how many did we win? And, and, and then Strange replies, like, only one. And so I think that they're, they're trying to, like, bring out um, and imply, look, we saw all these different kind of outcomes of how this could play out. The only way that we could win is this one way. And I think it had to tie into the whole Operation uh, Warp Speed the um the whole garbage vaccination crap that went on and uh i think that trump had to take the lesser and when it comes down to um you know what did he have, was the choice to you know let like um you know a couple million people die or like you know five billion people die and um i don't think that he had a choice um that was going to be no death that he had to take the lesser of two evils and in doing so bring the deep state down once and for all and rid earth of evil people as much as he could and i think that's the whole premise behind this and i'm glad i'm glad ahead. you brought up i'm glad you brought up operation warp speed i was going to bring it up and um you had told me that same explanation uh, a few weeks back and i was uh, kind of you know i was kind of speechless i'm like Okay, I mean, it, it really is hard for me to um, claim anybody could be a good man and, you know, do what he did. However, uh, your explanation of basically he's like, his back is to the corner and he's got, he's got no out on this. And he's saying that, I remember in 2020 when the CDC is, is putting out there, like, they're saying this is the new norm. And we're going to be, they put out charts for like the next five to 10 years, how these new viruses are going to spring up and roll out. And we're going to all get locked down every three to six months. And they're just going to keep doing it. And I'm just looking at this going like, like, this is, this, this is like hell, you know? And um, so from the perspective uh, that like the title implies Operation Warp Speed, that he basically, he, because I remember back with, um, a lot of us do, back with the, the AIDS quote-unquote crisis, uh, Dr. Fossey was in that one too, and they, you know, they put out a terrible, the AZT drug, a terrible drug that killed many, 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 many people. Uh, and they basically, of course, that drug was rejected by uh, 
for cancer research by the Drug Administration back in 1970, I think it was. And they basically withheld that for several years. They had the drug that was going to kill a bunch of people. They withheld it. They played out this whole psychodrama, and then they finally started feeding it to people, and they were lining up, gimme, 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 and they're they're dropping over. Um, so the idea that he pushed out this this uh, you know this prick as quickly as he did, it seems like he was he, his back was in the corner, and he's playing their hand, right? He forced their say, hand. Yep. Yeah, forced That's their exactly hand. Which Okay, good. All right. Um, yeah, and I, have, I don't. Yeah, and I have a I have a lot to I guess, say on on Looking Glass. I just gave a, a I actually said to you, Nephilim Hunter, because you had brought it up to me. I'm like, I was a little spooked. I'm like, did you know I just gave a presentation on that like two nights ago or something like that? <laughs> um, because I gave a huge presentation on Looking Glass. So, guys, tell me about um, the time traveling Trumps. Do you believe uh, that? potentially that he is a time traveler? Because I've seen that talk within the QAnon um, uh, circles. I, I, I do. Um, I, I think it's possible. Yeah, it's, I think it's possible. Not only him, but um, uh, his daughter. Um, uh, Bar Baron, for sure. Iv Ivanka, um, Baron. Um, there's just so much out there. Um, you hit on some of it, Noel, in your presentation a few weeks ago. Um, there's, there's even more out there, um, on that. Um, there's, and one of the things that, that one, there is someone out there has put together some, there's, there's actually more than just one person. There's been several that have put together some things showing, um, how Trump potentially, he, he, you know, the likely scenario of how, when the military approached him in in um, uh, what I think it was you know 2015 or whatever it was that the military approached Trump and convinced and convinced him that you know to to run for president. At some point, they read him in, and that day Trump, you know, they brought him into Cheyenne uh, Mountain. Um, Trump would have probably gone back in time. You know, a day later he would have gone back in time. A day. Uh, and brought his his younger day younger self with him, and then they would have sent that guy into the future. But there's you'll see at his rallies how they will they will have people behind Trump at his rallies, and uh, people have matched up uh, like an older version of Trump, like two two or three different versions of Trump. You can see he's this guy is. Looks like a very much older Trump. He's got Secret Service agents around. Like, there's there's some really strange stuff going on with that. Uh, there's this. Are whole... you saying that? Are you saying that Trump de-ages? No, I'm saying that there's multiple Trumps now because of time. Right. From, right. So you're, that's what I meant. So you're saying that like Trump from like uh, what year are we in? 2023. So Trump from say 2027 is jumping back to 2022 and giving a speech. Is that what you're implying? No, uh, Trump from uh, Trump from say I don't know 2030 or whatever is in the audience. Has been in the audience behind uh, President Trump in the audience. Oh, so, oh, so, the, so okay. So I misunderstood you. So you're saying that there are you will see multiple Trumps in one frame. Yes. Okay, I haven't seen the footage. I'd be interested in looking at that. Um, yeah, because, I'll, I'll find some of that and, and send it your way. Yeah, yeah, I would look, like to because my my understanding is I, I'm having a really hard time 
believing that human uh, time travel is possible. Of course, my theory on I do just so everybody listening, I do I have conceded, I have concluded that time travel is legitimate. Um, I see it more as like the ability to send information into the into the past, you know, however far back they can go with computers, maybe into the 1800s, 1880s, 1890s, not really sure. Um, but that, yeah, that's okay, good, fascinating. And I could go on and on about looking glass. Um, I will quickly say for those who didn't hear my presentation on this that, uh, and I think Nephilim Hunter, you had, you had kind of quickly went over it. It was one of those things, if you blink, you miss it. But like predictive programming, for example, uh, I look at 9-11 now. This has baffled me that, you know, going all the way back to at least 1975 or in the whereabouts 1972, right around the time the Twin Towers were built, they started with this predictive programming of 9-11. And sometimes the date would be a pr precise, 9-11-2001. Now, they have, you can, you can predict a lot of things, like there's going to be a big tidal wave or a a meteor, a comet, or you know, you know, some something in some psyop that's going to happen in the next thirty years. But how precise they were on this, and my my present thesis, the present conclusion is that uh, nine eleven happened first, and then the predictive programming happens. And I kind of feel that way with President Trump too. The fact that it, I think nineteen eighty five is the earliest that I found that he started saying that he would you know, perhaps be president one day. And there's all those interviews with Oprah and others where they're all, you know, asking him. I just find all that really fascinating. All right, um, if you guys have anything more to say on that, otherwise we're gonna move on. You wanted to get into Q drops. And um, I, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure. Uh, I think uh, John Q, you threw in uh, Crow 777 in there. And I was completely confused on that. So how does, how does if I read that right, yeah, um, that kind of ties in a little bit with what we we're talking about with movies and um, some various, you know, one of the movies uh, that's a very, a very interesting movie is Moonfall. I don't know if you've seen Moonfall, um, but um, Moonfall. Apparently I'm, I'm, apparently I'm seeing all the wrong movies. No, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> so essentially <laughs> the plot of Moonfall is, um, you know, the moon is a some sort of um craft it's not you know actually you know uh, it, it it's it obviously not a, a you know a, a rock in space but it you know they, they it does come from a heliocentric model but it's not a rock it's some sort of craft that houses this like ai in a demonic intelligence type of thing and um it starts to fall to earth it's 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 a it's kind of a red pill as far as gravity goes. It's hilarious when you watch the movie and you're like, <laughs> it, it'll, it'll just make you see the ridiculousness of gravity for one when you watch that movie. But um, there, there, there's been so there's been um, quite a few different people out in the Q community. One of them, his name is Wano Saban, who has come from the intelligence community um and he and and i you know and i don't i don't take everything anyone says with you know as face value i always take it with a grain of salt and try to try to get multiple sources to confirm things but he has put up some interesting stuff about how um the moon is um is actually you know some sort of uh raft uh that's housing some some dangerous tech 
and uh, that would line up with Crow Triple Seven and his, you know, he, he's he's filmed those, um, you know, those moon waves or whatever that he calls them, right? I don't know if you've seen those, right? So yeah, what's waves. going on with yeah, 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 yeah? So what's going on with that? I don't know, but there's just another connection there with kind of um, movies. Now, if I if, was if I you, was under the now I was I didn't really look much into the moon waves, but. I was just kind of thinking, I almost kind of maybe brushed it off at the time, thinking, oh, it's in the firmament, and that's, um, we're actually seeing like a like tide or water up there, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Um, so could there be some sort of, yeah, we don't know what, we really don't know what the moon is, right? You know, obviously we know the moon's not a, a rock orbiting around a globe Earth, but um, we don't really know what it is. Um, so if you think, if you think of a reason, I wonder, another reason I want to bring up movies was because if this 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 kind of operation actually has been going on for a very very long time this war it's been going on for decades it's it's not just something that started recently and there's been there's been white hat you know good good people in trying to you know infiltrating hollywood you could say infiltrating hollywood and, and you know you might get a writer in there you might get somebody in there that that is trying to put in some stuff. So both teams are using this kind of psychological warfare, trying to win this this war of information that we're in. Um, so yeah, you, you find a lot of clues in movies from both sides. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. All right, so Nephilim Hunter, just jump in if you have anything to say, but uh, Q-drop, the Q-drop overall messages, how many Q-drops would you say there are now? There are 4,966 Q-drops. Okay. I would have overguessed. I would have said about 7,000. But okay. So 4,000-something. So what is the overall message when you're reading this? I mean, would you say – okay, I'll just throw this out there right now. Um, uh, with the Bolshevik Revolution, you know, one of the big criticisms you guys get is Operation Trust, right? That many people will say, this is, this is Operation Trust uh, repeated. And um, that, for anyone who doesn't know, what, what they basically did was the Bolsheviks, when they wanted to, to take over Russia, they created a counter intel that was basically working for them. And the counter intel was, it was a false uh, kind of intel that was leading people astray to false pretenses to say, we are the rebellion. We are going to lead to destroy the Bolsheviks. And of course they were working for them in the end. Um, so when it comes to, I mean, the big thing is trust the plan. And that is, I, I have to say that's been one of my biggest reservations. Like, no, I don't want to trust your plan. Um, so what are your guys' response on that? Yeah. Um, so the big, the biggest difference between Operation Trust and the Q drops is that Q has a call to action. Um, and it's it is it is one of the main themes of the Q drops is the call to action. Um, if you so, I'll I'll pull up here and I'll just go to the last um, like twenty or so drops. Um, and uh, you know, here we go. Are you ready to take back control of this country? Q. Uh, here's another one. Are you ready to finish what we started? Um, uh, you know, this is not, you know, Republican versus Democrat. This is about preserving our way of life. If America falls, the world falls. 
it's it's over and over it's it's a call to action it's a call to lawfully uh you know take back control of of our of our rights of what you know we have we have been endowed with inalienable rights from from the father right and so and these rights have been taken from us and so the overall message of Q is a call to action. It's a call to help spread, you know, another another famous Q line is save and spread. It's, it's you know, save the information offline, uh, you know, and spread it, right? So it, it's, another again, another call to action. Um, Operation Trust did not have a call to action. It was all about trust, trust the military. Now, there is a, there is a part of the Q message that is, you know, saying trust the plan and military is the only way. Q says military is the only way, I think, two or three times in the Q drops. Um, and when it's saying trust the plan, it's talking about the military plan that's that's underway. It's saying trust us to do our part, but you've got to do your part too. And the plan is the plan is actually us. We we the people. We are the plan. Like that's that's the message of the Q drop. And so trust that plan, do your part, uh, you know, that that's the overall message. Nephilim Hunter, did you have anything you wanted to add? At, um, Q, just the whole thing is about exposure. And I do not believe for a second that the uh, Q was provided and the aspects of how we are against child sex trafficking and bringing down the deep state, I do not believe that this is something nefarious. Um, when I when I first started hearing about Q, I was like, "What is this?" But then when I put on the that this is a military operation um, about exposing the deep state, bringing down those Luciferian secret societies that rule over the world, and expose and ending child sex trafficking. This goes on with the these millions of kids that go missing every year what that q brings us is that to me is that um down world the aspect of satan in this world being defeated and then who mentions um that, that is the gist of it for me is that giving the truth exposing the evil bringing it to light exposing the darkness and bringing it to light and um opening everyone's eyes opening, now, forcing open the, the eyes of the people that do not see this now this is probably a great transition point to talk about the great awakening and how this plays out on a biblical timeline and one you know again i i don't really know where i i have settled on on QAnon, uh, but there are a lot of commonalities, as I started out saying, is, is I am a, and I, I don't think I expressed myself really good in the introduction, because I started out saying that if every several years, a new class of people come in, and you kind of have to keep up with the research, and you see a lot of the people who've been in this a long time, and they're kind of like proud, and they're like, no, this is the right way to think. You know, it's almost like the difference between uh, baby boomers and Gen Xers with the millennials and whatever they're on X Y Z, whatever they're on now. Uh, and I say this because if if you, when I was in the truther world, when I woke up, 
back in the day, probably right around the time you did uh, Nephilim Hunter. And within, you know, it was 2015. That was the year. 2015 is when I woke up. And back then it was like, we're all going to the FEMA camps and it's, you know, it, we're getting ready for the Russian invasion. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's going to be like, you know, uh, what is it that, that Patrick Swayze eighties movie? Oh, I can't think of it at the moment where the, the Russians invaded. Oh, was it Red Dawn? Dawn. And yeah. And, and so like, it was, it was not optimistic. It's like everybody hold on to your butts. It's all about to go down. All we can do is try to warn people. Right. And you had uh, a Jade Helm. I remember when that went down and just a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden, a couple like two, within two, three years, all of a sudden, the, the, this new class comes in and they're just like, no, you know, it, 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 it's all going to be turned around. We're going to win. I'm like, what? No, like, we're not going to win. We're waiting for a new Jerusalem to come down. We're waiting for, you know, Yahoo to intervene or whatever. And uh, so it, it's it's like, you know, this whole new um it's almost like the things we were talking about seven to 10 years ago are like outdated now. And it's this whole new dialogue that's going on. And that's where I'm trying to swim through this and trying to understand it all. And so again, this is a, okay. So the great awakening is something that I, all three of us, I think agree on. And I, I think there really is something about the year 2012, December 21st, uh, particularly into the mind calendar. Some people will say that's inaccurate. Whatever it was, 2009 doesn't really matter. Uh, we are, Clearly, in a great awakening right now with the flat earth, with the Torah, uh, with with all these revelations um, coming about, and and QAnon is a huge part of that. Uh, it, it really, I have to really step back and reevaluate some of my earlier conclusions by saying there. I am seeing so many people that are coming to the truth because of QAnon, um, and so I got to respect that. So what are your guys' thoughts on this in terms of uh, where we find ourselves in, in the biblical timeline today? I mean, you guys all know where I stand, yeah. and but this is a good uh, part to start talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, and I am I'm I think, well, both Neff and I are, are on the same page with you, Noel, in that, you know, we both agree that uh, we are in uh, Satan's short season now following the thousand-year millennial uh, rain um so you know it it what does what does the end of satan's short season look like right so um it, what it what it's going to look like is you know it, the scriptures say that you know sit in my right hand until you know i make all of your enemies a footstool for your feet um you know he must reign until um all of his enemies are made a footstool the last enemy being death right so um, really, for me, what it comes down to is um, uh, Matthew 13, verses 37 to 43. Um, and, that, and it says, he answered, and this is Yahusha explaining the parable of, of, the, of the good seed and, and the wheat and the tares to the disciples. He said, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, the good seeds is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. So here you've got the wheat, good seed, the sons of the of the kingdom. You've got the tares, the weeds, the sons of the evil one. So that that kind of you know you can look at that and you can really see uh, serpent seed there, right? Um, the enemy who sowed the 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 bad seed is the devil, 
And it says, the harvest is at the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels, or messengers. Um, and it says, just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom. So his kingdom is already here. This is not pre-kingdom. This is kingdom already here. He will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers. So this we, we, we can't say this is pre-millennial uh, kingdom because during the millennial kingdom there was still sin. There was still lawbreakers. There was still causes of sin. But this is saying it's going to gather out of his kingdom. His kingdom is already existing. All causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father he who has ears to hear let him hear so what would it look like for all the evil in the world not only just evil people but institutions uh stumbling blocks all the stumbling blocks too like what would that look like for all of that to be removed? And so how do you how do you weed out all the weeds in the world, in the harvest field, without damaging and pulling up the wheat? Right? Like the rapture crowd has it all wrong. It's not the it's not the, it's not the sons of the kingdom that are taken up. It's if anything, it's it's the it's the 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 evil ones are removed, right? It says, so right, that Sam. the righteous will shine forth. So yeah, so what I think we're seeing in this kind of Q operation in Great Awakening, and that, that Great Awakening, I think, ties in with Revelation 20, where it talks about fire coming down from, from Yah and from heaven and consuming them, I think is talking about, you know, a, 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 I think that is referencing a Great Awakening and, and, and how, um, you know, the all-consuming uh, fire of the Ruach HaKodesh uh, Awakening people out of their slumber, and then they were able to resist um, and now, wake up to what's going on. To that point, uh, you're okay. So I had just said perfect timing that you know these different generations of truthers come in, and it's it's very much like a Gen X versus millennials. I'm I'm the last year of Gen X. Uh, we're we're pretty uh, Nephilim Hunter. You're a you're a Gen X too, John. Q, I think <laughs> I, I think I think you're you're either a millennial Gen X. But um, my wife is like the first year of the millennials. I'm like the last of the Gen X, and it's perfect because I embody so many Gen X ideas and I identify with Gen X. Whereas my wife is very much a millennial in a lot of the way she thinks and does uh, does things. So we are separated by a generation, and. It's it's almost like like John Q like yours and my ideas on how this is all going to go down is it's almost like a generation removed in a way because like I just said how I have a very glass half empty it, that's a terrible way because I I think positively in the fact that yeah wins but you know like my idea is that you know teaming up with Zionism all the 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 true Zionist invasion is going to be all the nations the kings of the earth surrounding. New Jerusalem, what I call the hidden wilderness now, to invade it. Um, now, if I understand you correctly, and I, I want to compliment your view because it's it's spot on with uh, some things that the Torah community talks about, is that the idea of the fire coming down, that this is like a, this is the, the Ruach HaKadosh, this is, um, you know, it's almost truth itself that's a refining fire, if I understand you correctly. I think your view is that the surrounding of, of the camp of Yah is actually like 
like that we are each the camp of Yah? Did I hear you right in the past? I know you didn't say that tonight, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, no, so I, I, I would say, yeah, we as believers are, you know, the the saints who are surrounded, yeah. So, the, and the reason I, I say this is that you had mentioned earlier Left Behind, and I was never into that series. My mom loved it, you know, and I remember people, like, they would walk into church, they had their Bible, and then the latest Left Behind, like, they bring it in like it's the Bible, right? And it was really big back then. And I seem to recall that Tim LaHaye and uh, Jerry B. Jenkins, they portrayed the two prophets as two actual dudes who would, like, breathe fire out of their mouth which is kind of like a, almost like a shallow interpretation of scripture that when you understand that uh, Yasharel and Yehuda are most likely the two witnesses and that the fire that's coming out of their mouth is the word of Elohim, that uh, we are, you know, giving the, this deeper, you know, like the, the, the evangelical church has the tip of the iceberg, but we've got the Torah, the Tanakh. We understand how all these pieces connect and we are like nobody can withstand, you know, the Bible. You know, if, if they're just yeah. going off of going off of First Corinthians, and that's all they got. You know, Paul's letters or whatever. Right. Um, the, two witness, the two witnesses needed to to put per, per the Torah. You needed two witnesses to put uh, yeah. to issue the death penalty, and the death penalty is going to be issued against Jerusalem. Who are the two witnesses? The law and the prophets. Right now, that, that that's one. It could be the law of prophets. A lot of people think it's Yehuda and, and uh, uh, Yashiro coming together. Uh, what Rob Skiba would call the Ephraim awakening, um, and, and just to your point there, I think there that's really now meetings. Yeah, yeah. Of course, as you guys know, I, I do believe that there were two physical uh, prophets um, in the 70 AD. I think Yaakov, Yahushua's brother, was probably one of them. But that's I can't prove that, but that's my theory. Um, so, anyways, that, that's all. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, Nephilim Hunter, do you have anything to, to throw in here? I just I. Just to kind of, you know, add a little bit to what John Q was mentioning, I think that um, when he is talking about uh, um, the wheat and the tear, separating them and then casting the wheat in, I think it's key where it mentions then. It doesn't say like there's a specific time period, um, you know, when this is all said and done. I think that maybe Yahuwah is going to say, you know, okay, I'm going to see what it would have been like on earth the way I wanted it to be, or sin possibly. Um, it's all guesswork, but I think the way, the key word for me is when it's, it's, there's a pause. It's like a then. Pairs are cast into the furnace. Um, it's the wheat will be gathered. So could there be, you know, a period of so many years? Um, that we are experiencing that, you know, the way the earth that, you know, you meant it to be. Um, I just, what, what you should is his love, mercy. Yes, he's the lion. He also is love. And the greatest commandment that he gave us was to love one another. I think that he um, have that hope that he is love. So I, when I think about that aspect of it, I have a hope and a trust and a belief that we better day coming that he was going to let his believers and followers experience. And uh, I think that's what all goes hand in hand with all of this is that just like it says in Matthew 17, 20, for truly, if you have faith, mountain move, 
from here to there and it will move. I think that's what he wants us to not only believe in him, but have faith and belief that you is going to come through for us. That we're about to experience some things that are going to really. Um, it, it's not going to be part. The, you know, whether it's the exposure of Hollywood and adrenochrome, whether it's, you know, bombs and missiles flying towards us or uh, some kind of event that's going to be coming about. I think he is going to up and show out. And I think it's going to be a, a kind of a last minute thing. And he, he wants us to believe in him and trust in him no matter what and to hold our faith, hold the line and hold our faith in him that he's going to come through. He desires us to have that faith and trust in him. That's what I'm going to be doing. I, I have 100% belief that this is going to be um, favorable and, and hope and, and joy when this, when this all comes about, whether it's, like I said, tomorrow or at the end of the year, whenever this, whenever this is out, I think that's what the whole message is that he literally is just that he wants us to believe in him, trust in him 100%. He's got this. Yusha's already won, right? He's already, Yusha's already won this entire battle. And I think that believing him through this trial and, and mess that's going on right now to just lay it out there and just like, all right, give it all to him and believe in hope. The doubt and say and all that stuff, cast that away and just 100% belief and trust in Yahuwah that he's got this because you want. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Absolutely. Uh, so I did want to add about the great awakening and John Q, you had said something a couple months back that really stuck with me. I thought it was really fascinating that you, I think you said that the, you said that this truth coming out was actually, I think you referred to it as transmissions from Zion, uh, which I found completely fascinating. Okay. And, and you, my, of course, you know, a lot of people, they think of Zion, they think of the Matrix films, which probably is not too you know it's like hidden in the earth it's probably not too far off from the truth because i do think zion is a physical location in the hidden wilderness that yeah. it's somewhere that it's on this earth but we don't know where it is and so i love this idea that they are sending out these transmissions and that this is causing this great awakening and people are waking up everywhere now the, the fact of the matter is is that uh, yahuwah set apart ways his righteous uh, his instructions in righteous living is uh is something that everybody has to choose for themselves a lot of people just because they're waking up to these truths they are many people are still rejecting a deeper obedience to the father but the fact is is that we are seeing people all over the world waking up to that and that's really exciting now in terms of this great awakening i like the weed and tear example because like i said i am just shocked and awed at all the people everywhere waking up every day you know more people are coming to me they they, they tell me no oh, i just heard about the flat earth last week you know or these kind of things and they're all excited i just heard about the torah you know like and but then you're seeing the opposite side like in terms of the tears they're doubling down and i've been talking about this a lot over the last several weeks but uh, you know as of an hour ago it seemed like everybody knew what a man or a woman was, that a man was an XY chromosome and uh, a woman was an XX chromosome with a uterus and able to deliver babies. And now you're seeing that all these people are, are, are going further, like while all these people on one way 
are waking up. The other side, they're like, they're going into this abyss. They're just like, there's a separation happening. Yep. And they're going into this abyss and they can't even tell you what a woman is anymore, right? They, they're like, you know, some women have penises and, you know, and some men have vaginas or whatever. You know, some men can be mommies, you know, and and it's just like, it's like, what in the world is happening today? It's unbelievable how just, uh, just it people are losing their minds. So I, I expect, I can't help but expect that we're going to see more and more of this as, uh, and this is why, I, I, you know, I, I think that if there were like a tribunal or that kind of thing in the near future, I don't think most people would accept it. I think people would riot. I think they would, I think it would have like, of course, I'm not the one looking into this mirror and looking glass, right? I'm not the one that has sees the singularity event or what the outcome is. And obviously, um, I, I do believe that there are people looking into that. So uh, I wanted to bring on Re Rebecca, if you wanted to come up here, if you're still with us. And she took down a few questions. I was wondering if she could read them off for you guys. Yeah, some good night to everyone who's uh, who's going night night, going to to get their beauty rest. I understand it's getting late. Uh, Rebecca, what are some of the questions? Well, we we had a lot of questions. We answered some of them uh, during the conversation, but Patrick had quite a few, and um, one of them. Let's just take a couple here. Uh, one of them, he wanted to know if you guys could explain your thoughts on JFK Jr. being involved in the Q plan and in parentheses, he put still alive. I have the same question. Yeah, I absolutely lean very hard uh, to, I, you know, I would be, I, by this point, I would actually be surprised to eventually find out that he's not alive. That would surprise me. Um, I think I think that his his death was fake. There's some there's a, a there's a, actually a John. I don't know if you know about John Teeter. I think you might have touched on that, Noel, in your time travel thing. But there's a link with John Teeter and JFK Jr. Um, where um, he actually warned JFK Jr. about the impending assassination attempt, and um, so they swapped out. The plane, uh, you know, it, he, it was a different plane than his beloved uh, Cessna, which is still being flown today, by the way, and putting out all kinds of interesting comms, including like, including like flying in a in a in a Q pattern and stuff like that. Um, by the by the, I think it's the Navy that has owns that plane now. Um, but um, so yeah, he it, it wasn't his plane. He he had an accident, right, where uh, like a skiing accident or something. So he was in a in a cast or a sling or something for a while, so you couldn't fly. And well, of course, at that point, they were they were swapping out uh, swapping out the plane. The plane got you know, uh, and 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 then uh, you know, they're figuring out what the bomb was, how it was working, and then okay, he announces his next trip. They let them plant the bomb. It's actually a Navy SEAL that flies that uh, plane and parachutes out, lets it explode, and then. There's a whole bunch of evidence around that. Um, one of the most compelling things is the actual person from the United States Navy who was calling into a local, or not sure it was local or national, but it was a news a news station, news organization giving updates. Um, this, you go back and you listen to the voice. You just you Google that or, or, or DuckDuckDo, Brave, Browser, whatever you use. Find the, the, the you know Navy reports on JFK Jr.'s uh, plane crash. 
listen to that voice and then um you know find uh with in one with one of the anons myself or Neff or you know uh cyber or uh, patrick they can i'm sure they can point you to this the um it's a it's a it's an anon whose name is joe m and he's put out a whole bunch of stuff um and it's that that navy person who was calling in <laughs> about giving updates on jfk jr's plane and joe m's voice are identical and then this is where i wanted to, to kind of go back to our movies right if you watch the uh atlas shrugged they're all great but watch the the first one i think at a minute and seven seconds into it 17 the voice of the narrator for a, a little bit is joe m like it's there's just I have no doubt. I don't, you know, that JFK Jr. is alive. And in fact, one of my friends compared JFK Jr. to the current Joe Biden. Face structures, ears—they match. I think he's JFK Jr. is one of the actors playing Joe Biden. I could see it like the ending to uh, the first Iron Man. Remember, Robert Downey Jr. stands up there and he's like, "I'm Iron Man," you know, like. Just the day he just like he rips off the mask, he goes, "I'm JFK Jr." <laughs> yeah. Rebecca, you got another question? Unless a Nephilim hunter, you wanted to say something. No, I just I agree totally with with John Q on that. Um, I would be honestly surprised if and have something to do with this wasn't involved and wasn't alive. I'd be shocked. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I this is the first time I've ever heard about the bomb in the plane. Uh, that's news to me. I mean, because I would just say that, like, the classic death by plane crash is a, you know, it, it's just a great way for Intel to get remove somebody from the scene. I mean, it's, you know, like Kobe Bryant when they kickstarted the whole uh, COVID psychodrama. Remember, there was that fake helicopter crash. I just, anyways. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The Q, Q drops are t talk a lot about, you know, that, about, you know, how many people are, you know, plane crashes and, you know, what's going on really behind that? Do are, do, do planes really just fall out of the sky for no reason? Um, and then that's the other thing about the, the Atlas Shrugged movies is one of the one of the themes of that movie is, is you know, high-profile people in society being removed um, uh, in, 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 a, in a protective, to, to protect them, basically, right? Um, and uh, I think we're probably seeing some of that. Did did Kobe Bryant was he really killed in a in a helicopter crash? Was Paul um, the Fast and the Furious guy Paul Walker was he really killed in a car crash? Mm, I don't know. All right, Rebecca, what's your next question? Also from Patrick, uh, he'd like you to discuss how Bitcoin fits into the plan. So I am not uh, very well versed or researched into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. That's not really, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know just a little tiny bit. I own probably like, I don't know, maybe a hundred dollars worth of crypto, <laughs> some, some doji tokens or whatever they're called and some a couple of things. Um, so I'm probably not the right person to answer. I don't know, Neff. Do you have any thoughts no. on that? Against, I'm against crypto. Just I'm just 100% silver and gold. It's that's I think that 
that's the way everything's going to go. I think that, that, you know, our U.S. economy is going to completely bottom out and crash. Know it's going bye-bye. And um, I suggest, you know, not to everyone but or anyone, but uh, I'm, I'm going silver and gold. And uh, I think that that's, you know, crypto, no way. I'm going oil. I'm going to buy a big oil field, um, <laughs> and uh, that's the direction I'm going. All right. Toilet we're back paper. Next that's qu- the other thing. Toilet paper. That's a good one. <laughs> well, um, Josh Lambert would like to stir the pot. So he had an interesting question. Um, in pursuance of obedience to Torah observance, or as pursuance of to- obedience to Torah observance becomes reality, how can one attest air quotes goodness to an entity that doesn't acknowledge the law his set apart name or any number of other staples of righteousness yeah great question um so i would say that everyone is in uh various stages of of being drawn to the father you know everyone has a different walk um they all get there in different speeds in different ways um, those that Yah has chosen to, uh, you know, has adopted as sons and daughters, he's chosen uh, before the foundations of the earth to um, bring them to himself. That, you know, they are his sheep and he will not lose a single one of them. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't even, you know, it was two, two years ago I had never heard of, I never heard of the name... The, the sacred name Ruach Hakadesh. I had never heard that. I had heard um, Yahuwah uh, or Yahweh um, and Yeshua, but I had I'd never even heard of I'd never heard the, the name Ruach Hakadesh. Um, so um, I would I would say that you know give uh, give grace to, to and recognize that everyone is on different paths of their journey. And also there are people that Yah will use that are not his, not his believers, but he will use them anyway. And they don't have, really have anything to say about it. And Pharaoh is one of those. Um, uh, King Cyrus uh, um, in the Old Testament, Isaiah 45, which is, you can draw a lot of connections, a lot of parallels between Cyrus um, and Trump. You know, Isaiah 45, Trump is 40th president. There's a bunch of other things. So, you know, whether or not um, Trump is a believer, I believe he is now, but I think he's a young, a fairly young believer. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, that, that, that would be my, my, my take there. I think, I think my take has changed a little bit on, on Hugh Annan. And, of course, I don't believe that Hugh Annan is, you know, from what I've seen, I have not been impressed. All right, and I don't mean to say that cocky or whatever, um, but I think that I had to, you know, some sort of like um, false, you know, presumptions when I started looking into QAnon because I would see a lot of a lot. I think the how do you explain this? So everybody, we we come to this life, and we're kind of. I believe we're given everything we need to fulfill our purpose in this life. The problem is, is that most people misinterpret that. Most people misinterpret the things they're given, the clues along the way, the information. And so I see a lot of the uh, Anons who are, you know, 
Sunday school, Jesus eating bacon, American flag. You know, they I see pictures of like Trump with like Jesus next to him, this kind of stuff. And for me, that's a big turnoff. I think that's a turnoff for a lot of us. Um, and, you know, that in itself is not what I perceive to be reality. A lot of other people within the QAnon movement perceive that to be a reality. Um, but that doesn't mean that Q is not actually intel coming from, right? Like that doesn't disprove the idea that there might be these white hats that are really going up against the, the cabal, right? And maybe they're really convicted of the Bible and they're just they're just not at the place we're at. At least that's kind of, that's where I'm at now. Nephilim Hunter, do you feel the same way? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question. Um, I, I love the of, of the world or states, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, who actually even believes in Yusha, right? The, the population as, as a whole. If Q would be beneficial, in now the actual like law and that aspect i think that it's the i think first needs to wake people up that you they have a savior in yusha and then the other things will fall into place even looking at my own walk i didn't know we should be still keeping torah until about four or five years ago i had no idea Yeah, if and, someone would go ahead. Oh, so yeah, and I was I was going to say that was one of the one of the motivating factors behind writing my article series is to, um, and there is to try to help draw the the Q and the the Anon uh, crowd um, into a recognition of the law is abiding; it it is eternal, um, and um, and, and I've I've noticed on True Social, especially on True Social. So True Social, um, I'm on there a lot, and fabulous, fantastic, amazing conversations going on in True Social around how you know the law of Yahweh is our instructions in righteousness. It's eternal; it abides. Um, and we're just having so much great dialogue uh, on True Social. And and so yeah, like that was that was one of the main one of the one of the driving factors for me behind writing the, my article series was to was to show the connection between Q and the Millennial Kingdom, and then also you know kind of bring that into where the law. Yeah. Now, and before we go to the next question, I just want to add to this that when a lot of us when we come over to the Torah, we become very zealous about it. And uh, the zealousness is good, and we want to, especially if it's guarding commands, we want to guard commands. But we almost get into the salvation debate. And uh, for a guy like me, who's grown up in the church, and it's been a slow progression of understanding the Bible and coming to the decisions that I've come to, uh, I look back at myself when I was, you know, 25, when I was 15, when I was, you know, given, given the age. And I can see that Yah was in my life and he was kind of pushing me further and he was teaching me. And uh, there were setbacks because of my sin and other things like that. Uh, but I don't I don't believe that, you know, that I wasn't on the salvation path. I, I think that finally the day came when I was presented with this greater truth. And it, 
it was dropped in my lap and I had the decision to say, uh, either I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. And I decided to follow the path and be more obedient. I don't know what would have happened if I, you know, decided not to, but I, I, you know, again, it's just to be fair with the QAnon and drops that, you know, it's, it's almost like, like we expect it to be like, you know, just all truth in there, have everything put together. And that's just not the way it works. And everyone is on a journey. And so I am, I am at least grateful that here I am sitting with uh, John Q who has come to Torah because of him discovering Q and then starting to dig into that. And he finally came here. And so it is, it is, there are pathways that are connected to this, um, you know, Intel operation that are bringing people here. Um, all right, Rebecca, what do you have for the next question? Uh, Lisa has a great question. She wants to know uh, whether you think there's a possibility that Q is AI and that's how um, he gets his info. I think Q is a guy from Star Trek, the next generation. <laughs> I, I think it's possible that that there is some AI behind Q. Um, Q themselves, you know, says that, you know, um, that they're a group of, you know, 10, um, three are non-military. Um, I do think that behind the Q, um, you know, whoever is support, like there's, there's someone, uh, there, there's obviously support, you know, and stuff behind what we just see in the Q drops and reading the Q drops. And there are different authors in the Q drops. You can kind of see that there's different uh, styles and things. Um, but I don't know that that the AI or um, or whoever whoever or whatever it is behind that uh, is actually writing those drops. I do think it's it's humans uh, that are writing the drops. But I, I actually lean more towards potentially um, that. Uh, the Q team uh, and the military intelligence uh, pe people behind, you know, this operation are working with um, some some of the resurrected saints who were here during the millennial reign. I think that wherever they are now, um, I, I I would expect that um, during Satan's short season they would be running some sort of counterinsurgency special operations into um, our realm, you know, where we are. That they would be, you know, doing inserts and exfils from wherever their base of operations is. I think that, explain, that explains a lot of things um, that I've learned about, you know, like on... on uh, um, uh, and I forget the forget the guy's name. Uh, he was uh, one of the earlier flat earthers. He was who put just put out tons of information on various things, whether it be um, various craft. We know, you know, we know um, if if the demons, if they have Nephilim, if they have craft and things, well, it would make sense that the angels and the saints would have would have craft. Can I just jump in here real quick? And I have learned something uh, in my time on YouTube and putting out videos is that I can never assume that everyone knows what I'm talking about. And one of the reasons I have to, in my presentations, I have to be so repetitive to you guys is because the moment I drop the ball on one little point here or there, and it's like, well, if you saw episode 
77 and episode 143 and an episode of podcast 22, you would know what I'm talking about, right? And then somebody comes on with some rude comment and they think I don't know what I'm talking about. So what John Q is talking about here, all right, it was, which is my position, and this is where John Q came into the unexpected cosmology, is that I advocate, I think all, well, all three of us do, Nephilim Hunter as well, uh, we advocate that the millennial kingdom of Yahushua HaMashiach, of Jesus Christ, of Messiah, was spiritual, but it was also physical, that it physically happened on this earth, happened over a thousand-year period, and what, what we call probably the, the, the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, and that now we are in a Satan short season and that we are being lied to about this huge act and that uh, the, the evidence of the Millennial Kingdom is everywhere on this earth. We call it Tartaria, you know, there's the mud flood, that kind of stuff. So John Q, your position on the, the Millennial Kingdom saints, that's what I wanted because a lot of people that just go right past them, like, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, the idea is that these millennial kingdom saints are on the earth doing missions, intel missions, missions, and you know you're attaching them to Q. And I find that really fascinating. Um, a number of reasons. One is that I've already done my own research through a bunch of ancient books and found that my conclusions was that many of the angels in the Bible that would show up were actually, uh, well, they were from the order of Mikilzadek, uh, but they were actually former people on the earth who were coming back to fill, fulfill missions. Uh, two of those potentially were the ones, the angels that went to Sodom and Gomorrah. I am not 100% convinced, but I lean in the direction that these two angels uh, actually were um, former people who were in the Melchizedek uh, priesthood that were doing these missions on earth. And it's interesting to see what, what they do. They they, they go into Sodom, they they grab Lot. Now, of course, if Lot had not been doing his part of fulfilling Torah and actually going up, <clears throat> excuse me, and being nice to them, imagine if he had never gone up and, and did what he did, he would have been killed too. It was only because he came in and interfered. Uh, but they weren't like, they weren't like, you know, feeding him like, you know, all the instructions and righteous living and all that, you know, they were just like, they were there to fulfill a mission. And then boom, the city went up. And I often wonder about that. I wonder like how many times when these things happen all across this motionless plane in this realm of ours uh, that, you know, go in the news and how, you know, some of them are hoaxes and psyops and all these different things, but they're here working um, on this earth. And um, I don't know, that, that, I find that really exciting. So when you compare that with the fact that there's these transmissions coming from Zion that are waking people up, that you actually have these active agents on this earth uh, going around and, you know, doing whatever they're doing, their missions. I don't really know. So I think that's kind of what you were. I just wanted to kind of give a picture on what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely what I'm talking about. And I think that um, the, these, these uh, saints are are you know they're working with the q team behind the scenes like it says that you know matthew 13 37 to 43 it says and and by the way here's some interesting numbers around matthew 13 37 to 43 you have 13 well what are we dealing with we're dealing with the 13 bloodline families right those are the sons of the evil one and then you've got 37 through 43 what's three and seven is 10 four and three is seven ten and seven is 17 we're talking about q the 17th letter of the alphabet 
So we're Matthew 13, 37 through 43 is talking about a war between 13, the 13 bloodlines and the Q operation. And his, he's sending his angels, it says he'll send his angels into the world uh, to remove the 13 blood, bloodline families, right? The, the sons of the evil one. So yeah, I absolutely think that's what we're seeing happening. And I think we're seeing that play out right in front of us today. Okay, well, I'm going to bring this up then. Uh, a question I have, uh, Rebecca, maybe you have more questions, but I, I want to jump in and ask this. Uh, both of you, if you guys cannot answer this, this is okay, because people ask, ask me questions all the time, and I can't answer them. It doesn't, you know, it, this isn't like a debate or, you know, you're right, and, uh, I'm right, and you're wrong, whatever. But back with the election, uh, particularly when Trump went up against Biden, the stolen election one, um, I was really into digging into genealogies back then. Uh, and I dug into Hillary Clinton's genealogy um, and, of course, Bill Clinton's. And I, I quickly learned that their, their so-called meeting in the school library, uh, what was it? Was it, I can't remember now, was it Harvard? I can't remember where it was, Yale. Uh, that, that could not have been a coincidence that it was a total setup uh, Bill Clinton, of course, was more royal than Hillary Clinton. But according to the research I was able to pull over uh, together, and of course, I didn't have all the charts in front of me, but it seemed as though Trump was more royal than Hillary Clinton. And this would, of course, be the 2016 elections. Uh, David Icke, you know, a lot of people have different views on him, but he's really big into the blue, the blue bloods, 13 families. And his view is that the, the, uh, the most royal always wins. I bring that up. I, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, but it's it, nevertheless, it's something to throw out there. Now, I found that Trump was related to King Edward III, uh, Richard III. Uh, I think Hillary was rich, uh, related to Richard III as well. They all, they're all related to Charlemagne, going all the way back through the same bloodline. And I'm just wondering, like, in this sense, what, and I have different views on the Blue Bloods now, especially from a Millennial Kingdom standpoint. Um, you know, so I, I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are on that, that Trump is just as much of a blue blood as reportedly as uh, his, um, the uh, the bad guys. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, one, yeah, you know, you kind of your, I think probably one of your, you know, hesitancies are like, well, how can we know, right? If, if post-mud flood, how do we know that these people really do uh hail back to whatever it's we're told or whatever but regardless we are told that if you know what you found we are told that trump is was more royal than hillary well uh, yeah okay what i would say though is um hillary was a very high-ranking witch very high-ranking like uh she was into you know uh wearing children's faces on her face all kinds of really bad stuff um so uh, um i i i think <laughs> i would think that 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 would probably trump no pun intended uh trump's royalty when it comes to this satanic cabal that we're 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 talking about here um the the q drops do indicate that they never expected they never thought she would lose they never thought hillary would lose and 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 that's why um you're you know you see them how careless they were um because they thought they were covered they didn't think they would ever be exposed so um yeah i i i 
don't have a better answer than that. Um, uh, you know, just so you don't. Know, I and just you know, I don't either. I mean, I uh, my looking at us in a post millennial kingdom realm has altered a lot of ideas. Is I mean, I, I speculate that the 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 serpent seed that I talk about a lot that they were already wiped out. Like the serpent seed doesn't exist anymore. I mean, the, that's just a possibility I'm looking at. And then then I would ask the question, well, who are the blue bloods? So, um, you know, are they actually a, a certain type of descendancy from Israel? And I will remind everyone that, uh, for example, that they're saying we have a right to rule. Um, I will remind everyone that there were very few righteous kings in Judah or Israel. I mean, you look at Jezebel, right? Ahab and Jezebel, and she was, it's it said that she ruled her kingdom by way of magic. And I think uh, that that was probably like psychodramatic stuff like we see today. So uh, a lot of wicked people um, doesn't, you know, so it doesn't mean that everyone from this bloodline necessarily would be evil as well. I just want to kind of throw that out there. Uh, Rebecca, did you have any other questions for them? She might be Sorry. oh there's I hit a wrong button. Um yeah. I was imagine I was imagining you like running across the room to try to get back to the computer. No, that was last time. Um, Patrick again would like to know if you could explain the difference between red pills, black pills, and white pills. <laughs> so yeah red pill is like the red pill in the matrix right you take that and and uh take take the red pill and i wish you know you'll, you'll see what's really going on um a black pill is um not a blue pill a blue pill is you stay in the matrix and you're content a black pill is like um after you've taken the red pill uh, now the black pill will um, uh, fill you full of despair. Um, that's kind of what the black pill will do. Like you know, uh, basically, with that. God is Yah is not going to win this, right? Like uh, you know, it's the the evil one is is way too powerful. There's you know, we should expect things to get worse and worse and worse. That's the black pill. Um, and then the white pill, I, I, I haven't actually heard that. <laughs> There's also, don't forget the purple uh, pills, the uh, purple pillars. Those are the people that have a steady diet of both red and blue pills. Yes. Uh, they're, they have a lot of cognitive dissonance. They understand some truth, but they're still really hung up on the lies. Um, I have not heard the white one either, but the black pills, I've seen a lot of them. Um, it's particularly from my generation. I talk about the, I, I guess there's a lot of them in, in um, Hugh Annan, but I was talking about how, you know, I came from this kind of truther school that, you know, we're all doomed and we're going to be going off to the, the FEMA camps. And it was like a lot of black pills going around. So Patrick answered it about white pills. He says white pills are happiness and love everywhere. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's kind of like hopium, right? Uh, uh, overdose of hopium would be a, a white pill. <laughs> I still don't get it. Like I know that there are people out there that are all puppies and bunny rabbits all the time, but okay. Anyways, I I need I need an example of a white pillar to understand what who they are. 
I don't get it. Oh, and then, and then there's and Sean said there's the Anheuser Busch pill. Let's not. <laughs> well, that's not. That's not. Let's not take that one. That's that's not happening. Oh, crazy chicken boy would like to know about the um, uh, uh, Marina Abramovich uh, connection. How she states that Trump being president is the best thing that could happen, and how she said that a couple times. Yeah, I don't believe her. I mean, I, disinfo or something. Yeah, I, I don't think she she would really want Trump as president. Um, uh, well, go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. I'll give some. I'll give my thought on it. Yeah, I mean, what is what is what is Trump? Let's look at some of the fruit of President Trump and and how that you know goes totally against what a, you know Maria Abramovich Trump. Trump has, you know, has has waged a war on on child sex trafficking, human trafficking, um, the likes of which no other president, who they all should have, never did. Um, Trump has has nominated the Supreme Court justices who overturned um, Roe v. Wade, which, you know, hey, that the, the abortion was their sacrament, right? That was their sacrament, like. They're. It's not something they're just going to give up, right? It's those. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. You know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was just part of, of you know, the enemy's plans. I don't think that at all. Um. Uh. He's. You know. He he didn't get us into any wars. So you know, the military-industrial complex. Um. Yeah. They. They. You know. There was a lot of. Military spending under under President Trump to build up a build up our military and our reserves, and but uh, we weren't going to war. Um, so you know, like I I don't think any of them wanted us to stop going to war. Um, uh, some of the other fruits, uh, well, not only just Supreme Court justices, but the justices he's nominated and and put in place at all the federal levels uh, when he was in, a president. Uh, and then you know, just kind of awakening people up. Like he's done a lot of stuff that's kind of waking people up to what's going on uh, around you know on this earth. You know, heck, the stolen election was a huge red pill that uh, woke me up. So, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't. When Mariana Bromwich says that, says that, said that, I just don't believe her. Now, and that's fair. Uh, you don't believe her. Now, my understanding of her quote. Uh, where the spirit cooker went up on stage and said that in an interview, uh, she was not in favor of Trump and she was actually appalled by Trump. Uh, but she was told by the occult that he was selected as, as a person that was taking uh, the baseball back to the wasp nest. Um, it was all a part of the transition from the dark to the light. Um, and, you know, I've used this analogy a lot. A lot of us have is the, the idea of the Wizard of Oz, right? There's uh, Dorothy. She she teams up with the witch of the south she never really we never get a reason why she should but she's like okay i'll go kill this other witch like you want and she goes and kills the wicked witch of the west um not everyone thought she was wicked but she was given the title wicked uh, i i would agree she is wicked but you know at the end of the day they're both witches right and so the idea is is that uh, it has been long discussed uh, by the occult 
uh, Masonic societies, the Illuminati, uh, different underground societies, um, that there would be, they've been warning us for over 100 years that there would be a transition, right? That there would be a, in, like uh, within dualism, and you could even say within um, the esoteric reality behind uh, androgyny, and how they're, they're, you know, they're going to, there's just a swap. It's this pendulum swing that goes back and forth between dark and light, dark and light. And they were bringing Trump out to, she said, to create a great awakening of consciousness to cause people to to react. And so that's something obviously they do a lot with psychodrama and other things is they, they you know, they get emotion out of you. They get you to act a certain way. That's my understanding of why she said what she said. Um, that she was she was acknowledging that there was a huge paradigm shift and that Trump was a part of it. So let's take take it for what it is, I guess. Um, yeah. I did like I did like uh, wait I, I need to find here. Oh, Patrick gave an example. I asked for an example of a white pillar, and he said Elvis is alive and a pastor. That's a white pill. All right, so <laughs> I guess that's yeah, a positive thought that he's still alive. So. Michael would like to know you, your thoughts on Trump's Space Force. Yeah, I think uh, Space Force is really mainly um, dedicated to cyber space, uh, not necessarily, you know, heliocentric model outer space. Um, there's President Trump has dropped a lot of little hints about uh, space and, uh, you know, moon landing and that kind of stuff. They're, they're more than subtle. Um, uh, if go back and go back and watch, uh, and I forget this was, uh, it was, it was, um, I think it was, was it John? No, not John Glenn, but, uh, one of the other astronauts, uh, and Trump, there was a, there's a press conference announcing something to do with, uh, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, it was Buzz Aldrin. Thank you. And Trump was like, you know, hey, um, you know, we, we haven't been back to space in like whatever it was, you know, 25 years, if you can believe that, you know, and, and there's some other like hints, some things he was saying. And um, and Buzz Aldrin is just like, like, if, if you know about Flat Earth, like you're see, you can see these obvious like nods. And Buzz is like, you see his watch his facial expressions. It's hilarious. He's like, what like what are you doing kind of thing so yeah i i i i think that uh space force what they're really doing is is cyberspace not uh outer space obviously there is no outer space yeah um i um i think what the space force well of course you know you're saying it's cyberspace but essentially they're just taking over what the air force was already doing in some areas but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Talk with um, the internet like... as we currently. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Deflamer. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, there's just a lot of um, chatter about the internet as we currently have it up and going is going to go down and be replaced by the, a, a new um, system that was was, you know, possibly co-developing it or military-wise, but that's what a lot of the chatter that I hear is that it, the space force is gonna is is working hand in hand and behind the scenes working on uh, the new you know blockchain and new internet and that's gonna you know will be more secure and and 
things of that nature against hacking and um, we'll probably play, you know, hand in hand when the, the new elections are installed with, you know, with uh, ID and things of that nature just to, to keep things more secure. I don't know if what of that would be is, you know, true, but that's what the, the, a lot of the things that I hear is what Space Force is involved in. Quick note on Buzz Aldrin. Uh, everyone talks about the fake moon landing. They seem to forget that Buzz Aldrin, whenever they need to set up a, uh, a fake place, they send they seem to send Buzz Aldrin. They send him to the South Pole, and we know the South Pole doesn't exist. Uh, but it's also not talked about that Buzz Aldrin, I think it was actually in a yellow submarine. He went to the Titanic. So, and if you guys know my, my thoughts, that the Titanic does not exist, that there is nothing that sunk, there's nothing at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, but James Cameron and Buzz Aldrin were two of the very few people who apparently went down there and saw it. Do you have any more questions, Rebecca? Yes. Um, not Psychic would like to know, is the alliance with the alien nations real? I don't... Uh... <laughs> I don't. I, I. 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 looked at all that stuff. I personally don't buy any of it, and it's. it's I don't see it in the Q drops either. The closest thing that would go hand in hand with any kind of alien, quote unquote, would be just from outside the the ice wall, and it wouldn't be aliens, as in, you know, what they're pre the mainstream present us with as far as extraterrestrials as far as space because we all know it's fake so are there you know other ice wall or you know i don't know uh, that's one thing noel can i hit on one thing that you brought up about um the ferment proven uh as as i go a, a wake-up pill um yeah. is that i think with a Q drop uh, 2450 Brave New World, right? Um, and hand in hand with this that broke last year in June, where Putin was actually um, in tearing up, ripping up the Antarctica Treaty. Is there truth in that? Is it going to happen? I don't know. But I think that um, that was one thing I was actually going to talk about or bring up at least tonight. I 100% agree with you is that if and when stupid Antarctica Treaty is, is ripped up, dissolved, and we go and just see for ourselves, okay, here's where the firmament meets the ice wall, not you and I, but just people in general, and just go and explore and see that, that will be a major, major wake-up call to people. Like, look, this is, this is it. This Here's the truth. It's in your face. It's, it's tangible. It's physical. So you can't dispute it. And so I think that goes... It's going to be, and it may even play a part as far as the ice wall, as far as, you know, who knows, maybe we're going to be, maybe this, like, it's going to open or something and you will like, hey, here's your, your new land or something. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like a, a cool line of thought that just to kind of, you know, entertain for a few minutes, just to think about that, what that would entail and how the moon map would come into play with that. Um, with the extra lands, extra you know, new lands, quote unquote, um, and into the Q drop of Brave New World. Does that have something to do with it? I don't know, but it's it's really cool that if you know that that news would even break, where you know last June with Putin saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing if that happens. 
So maybe we'll finally get something from that. Yeah, you know, there was a time not so long ago where I said that would never happen. It would be impossible. But I have seen – see, the thing is with, with truthers is we start learning all these 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 facts, these truths about a realm that everyone else believes are lies. And there, we want this vindication. Like, oh, they'll see. They'll see that I was right. But, you know, I'm trying – I always try to tell people, like, like you can't think that way. You can't live your life by, you know, you're in this just to prove them wrong and that how you're right. But the thing is, is that I have seen this this the script flip recently, where, um, you know, like you see the mainstream media. Well, I, I guess Tucker Carlson, but we don't know if he's a robot or not. Um, yeah, Tucker Carlson 2.0. That he has all the things he's talking about, and I'm just shocked, shocked at what he's saying. I can't believe it. I, I never thought I would hear that on cable television, the mainstream media. And so I'm like, yeah, I could see it. I could see that. I could see something where they would just come out and be like, yep, there's a firmament. And um, that would be incredible if that were, you know, I'm sure. And again, you know, I want vindication, right? And all the, you know, we can all think about all the people that have, you know, whatever, say we're all crazy, whatever, for believing what the Bible says. Um but, you know, I know that they would never give us credit. They'd be like, they would all of a sudden believe it, but they would pretend like, you know, like they never heard about it before then. You know, that's always how it works. Yeah. Q, Q, Q does say. Wake up. Oh, go ahead. Wake up. It's, it's more than, it's not like a vindication for me personally. It's more of just like, you guys to wake up. Come on here. Here's the truth. And um, just real fast, the, the, the rocket that Elon sent up um, a couple weeks ago, it the the top of it is stuck in the, the gel or whatever that's you know the layer of ether or whatever before it hits the firmament that gel stuff up there you can see the nose of the rocket gets stuck in it and it starts spinning there's no way that would have happened if that wasn't there do you know what i mean so i don't know if you guys have seen clips of that it's fascinating i watched it live and i was like oh my gosh they're really like they're really just putting it in their face point that was a couple weeks ago too. I have not seen it. That's I've been I guess out of uh, touch with all that stuff. I mean, I remember years ago when they showed the footage of those people, and I think it was in Nevada. They they shot the rocket up, um, and it, like it went think, you know, and they kind of just sat there. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. be interested interested to see it. Yeah, I mean the 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 Q drops. Another thing we didn't touch on earlier about the Q drops is 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 truth like q is talking about how the truth will shock the world he talks about how like he's he asked the question like how do you show the public the truth right like and 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 he's he's talked about you know how you know most you know you know most things if if they were revealed you know too suddenly would put people in the hospital that kind of stuff like um so that that's i think we're seeing a lot of that we're seeing the truth being revealed and one of the one of the things that um uh you know it's obviously a big contention thing among the truther community is still is flat earth there's there's a lot of truthers who are absolutely totally against flat earth they think it's all just a psyop but i guess they've never actually used some modern day optics optics and just checked it out for themselves but regardless you know one of the things that in the in the Q community, you get a battle over between the, the flat earthers and the ballers. I'll call them. Um, is the the 
Q reference, the only Q reference to Flat Earth is Q is responding to an Anon who, um, there's a, like a Q&A session, I think, or, or it might have just been a, a but um, the Anon says, just to shut the Flat Earthers up, Q, uh, is the Earth flat? And Q responds and says, no. So, of course, Globers said, ha, see, you know, Q, Q says the Earth isn't flat. Um, and, you know, Globers in the Q community, you kind of try to use that as proof. But they're not thinking logically, which is what Q has taught us to do, is to think logically. And what is the premise of the question? The question is not, the, and the Anon in that, when he's asking that question, the Anon is not actually wanting the truth or even asking for the truth. He says, just to shut the flat earthers up is the earth flat. So the, the premise is, just to shut the flat earthers up, I'm not looking for the truth. I just want to shut these guys up. And so Q, seeing that this Anon is not actually seeking the truth, obliges him in his um, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> right? And just says no. So, like, that, that doesn't that doesn't, you know, that's not, I, you can't use I, that to say Q says the earth is not flat. Again, I can agree. I can agree with you on that, uh, John Q. And not even, you know, being a Anon myself that, that I think that that is a, a tactic that the most high uh, uses with people as well, that it's like when people want to hear something, he's like, okay, you know, that's what you want to hear. You know, I, I actually, I, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, because I see so many people, when they, the way that the Ruach HaKadosh works, and even in convicting people, is that when people are, they're like, they don't want to hear something. Uh, you know, some, some new possible truth comes out. And that the, the, the Ruach just kind of, or the Most High, whoever's doing it, it's just like, he kind of just give, hands them over to their desires and he just darkens their visions. It's like, hey, God, I want to go to sleep. Okay, there you go. You can go to sleep. And uh, I think that happens uh, an awful lot. It's one of the things I found that um, when, take the Flat Earth, for example, when the Flat Earth started to make headway back in 2015, you had a lot of ministries, particularly Torah ministries. I say Torah because Rob Skiba was, uh, he was something, he was just on the loose uh, with his investigation. And he had a lot of connections to the Torah community. And a lot of ministries were freaking out over this, and they were they were putting their foot down and going, we do not like the flat earth. We want nothing to do with it. Some of them were like, we don't even want flat earthers in our church. Um, and those same ministries to this day, they haven't changed their opinion. They're still anti-flat earth. Almost a decade later, it's like, what, what, what are you guys waiting on, right? You see the same thing with Enoch. When the book of Enoch is presented, oh, this is, this is, you know, this is false theology. This is, you know, whatever. Just throwing all your, your, you pull out your scrabble, you know, words of Christian insults and, and stuff, and they still are anti-Enoch. And so it's one of those things. This is why I've been trying to be open about QAnon is to, to not, because um, I see people get shut down to the desires of their heart. And I don't want that to be the case. If this is the truth, I want to be open to it and, um, and not just shut it down. So yeah, anyways, just in response to that, uh, I could totally see, I could totally see what he was doing there uh, strategically and just, you know, letting him hear what he wants to hear. I, I get it. Rebecca, did, was there any other questions? We've hit this 
three hour mark and um i'm not sure did we cover devil uh de-evolution i am not sure if i'm saying that right uh patrick had asked uh, if you could explain how uh de-evolution fits into the q drops the short season and the millennial kingdom so oh, we can make goodness so that's a could, whole show yeah so we can make this the last question do you guys have like just a quick summing up response to that like in a minute or something man i i don't know if 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 there can be a minute uh response that's a that's a deep deep question so devolution is a theory that's supported by a whole lot of stuff about a sort of a continuity of government operation that we are currently in where uh the federal government is essentially devolved um and so at a high level that kind of can you can almost see how that could relate to the millennial kingdom ending where as as you know the rebellion advanced would the resurrected saints you know those who are running the the then the government of the war you know that you know there was obviously there there, there were nations that stream up but you know the millennial kingdom would there be some sort of similar kind of continuity of government operation happening uh, that as the rebellion advanced and the kingdom shrank, something was put in place that would eventually lead one day to checkmate on the enemy. And that's the kind of the thing there's, there's like, you can see mirrors and parallels. And I, I, I like to say that Yaw, Yaw has weaved an epic tale uh, throughout the in, you know the entire his story um and i think that now we're at the end of that at the final chapter he's going to be pulling in all kinds of threads and things from his entire story that he's written into this grand finale and so you're going to see things that are happening now that may have mirrored what or or are a reflection of or something clues to what went on in the millennial kingdom or towards the end of it or what have you or at the beginning of it um and you're also going to see things, clues and ties to like, you know, Moses, the Exodus or Esther or um, you name it. Like you can just pull in all kinds of threads and that's one of them. But it's it's a really, really deep uh, and complicated topic. OK, well, with that, we have been on, believe it or not, guys, for three hours. And um, I, I think I'm going to end it officially here. I want to thank both of you, John Q and Nephilim Hunter, or as John Q calls you, Neph, uh, for coming on and just being very informative. I really appreciate it. And I know both of you were kind of questioning whether you should or not. I'm glad you decided to. I hope it was good for you guys as well. I really think that, as I was telling you guys, now is the time to have this talk. I really feel like um it was just the time is right for it so um we can continue this discussion in the general voice chat if you guys want to stick around if you guys want to turn out for the night you both have families uh, i have family and you know we have to i know what it is to have to get up in the morning when your children wake up so you can stay up till three in the morning if you want but when that when they're up you're up so um anything last you guys want to say yeah I just, yeah I just uh you know again thank you Noel, uh for you know um having you know these discussions i think they're they're good to have um 
I um uh you know yeah look forward to absolutely doing doing more of them um yeah I'm I'm open to it definitely open to it um in the future as well and yeah no uh it you just giving out your platform like this and to um spark conversation and spark that thought that you know of what's going on you know and just to uh just to give that hope and and um and you know that the message of salvation and and in Russia and uh thank you man really appreciate your you just your platform to us all right well thank you guys one last time and that'll be it so uh shalom everybody and we'll do this again in a couple nights i'll be i think uh yeah this sabbath i'll be starting my my study on the gospel of peter the zora kifa so hope you guys all come back for that 7 p.m and uh good night everybody